0: Welcome back to the Man Catholic Podcast. I'm Steve Priest. I'm Thomas Wirtz. I'm Brock Martin. And I'm Deacon Mike David. Today we're talking about running into danger.
1: This time.
0: Deacon Mike, we are thrilled to have you join us today for the topic of running into danger. And, you know, the uh, this is a heavier topic because it comes to us in light of the Nashville school shooting. Mm. And there's a lot of shootings around the country, um, mm-hmm. sometimes every day. For me, it's the school shootings that are the hardest to learn about uh, because uh, it's, it's uh, armed versus unarmed and usually involving children. Mm-hmm. And it just breaks my heart. But, mm. but there was something beautiful that came out of this. And, and if you YouTube it um, and search for the Nashville body cam You can actually see the body cam footage of these officers who ran into danger in the midst of this shooting. And, and that's what brings us here today. And we're going to get into that, but Deacon, can you tell us a little bit about who you
2: are and your background and and why you're here today? Sure. Uh, So I just recently retired from the Jefferson County Sheriff's office here in Colorado. I was in the sheriff's office for, well, law enforcement overall and just a little over 21 years. Um, I retired a little over a year ago, and I work for a school here in Colorado now. I also am an ordained deacon here for the Archdiocese of Denver. I was ordained in June of 2015, and uh, so I, yeah, I've been able to uh, put those two together and uh, just work in my ministry and uh, continue that in my new job as well. So
1: So I met deacon at the parish that we both were attending where you were deacon, but also your family was at mm-hmm. and realized you don't live very far from my house and developed a friendship from that. And I was, you
2: know, I run by your house at you least twice a week Hopefully and you bless pray, you guys for, you for him, us. And, yes, yeah. I
1: feel that I don't run. <laughs> they need so it. I, yeah. <laughs> <you got> it. <laughs> don't run. But when I saw so when I saw the Nashville police officers in their amazing response mm-hmm, to yep, a mm-hmm. tragic, terrifying mm-hmm. situation, yeah. I was emotionally just moved by thinking of these men and how they handled that situation. And I, yep. I'm sure there's others that maybe wouldn't have handled it with as much courage and precision and mm. realizing that their life is as a risk mm-hmm. because you don't know what's around the corner right. in those situations. Right. And I thought, man, this is there's so much in our life as men where we have to battle, do I do this, do I not do this? Mm-hmm. And As someone that has probably experienced gunfire in different ways, and you don't have to get into any particulars, but twenty one years as a law enforcement Mm -hmm, officer, mm -hmm. you've been in situations that are probably very (laughs) sketchy. Yeah. And but also as a deacon, you've been in situations where you have to preach and other, you know, situations where you have to still be courageous, maybe not as dramatic. And for us as men, there's there's so much to think through. And I'll I'll stop here, but I know we've talked about this on on numerous podcasts we all have that many of us have that dream to be a hero that daydream to to be Mm -hmm. the one that runs in and stops a shooter at mass it's in our heart right yeah but when push comes to shove when should we run to gunfire when should we run in in scary situations that again maybe they're not as dramatic as gunfire but what a great topic and what a great guest i think to to flesh this out so amen
2: You know, I think there was there are many, many, many more times where um, myself, my brothers and sisters in blue entered situations not knowing anything. And there was no gunfire. But we always know that um, no matter what we go into, whether it's a house, whether it's a school, into an alley, there's and it sounds weird. But there's always at least one gun involved in that altercation. Hmm. And it's ours. Mm -hmm. and so um, we have to control that we always know that all the things the other tools and weapons that we have on us uh, those can be used against us and uh, so we always have to be aware of our surroundings and you know who it is we're coming up on yeah and our number one tool is is our mouths and our brains Mm -hmm. and just putting those two together you know it's it's always interesting when you say you know do you, do you have it, it as you were, as you were kind of giving this intro, two things popped into my head. My wife and I got into a habit that uh, I would always make sure to say goodbye to her before shift. That's always, heavy. always make sure I say goodbye. And she would say, I would say goodbye, sweetie, something to that effect. And she would, these were the words, all right, have a good day, be safe. And my response was always, I'll do my best.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, the poignant part to that was one time um, she was talking to her mom on the phone. She was like, oh, hold on a second, mom. And so we had our goodbyes and we said this and her mom responded, well, what was that? She goes, well, I don't know if he's going to be coming home tomorrow. And she was like, no, don't, don't over say that. And she had to tell her mom, she was like, no, mom, like that's real. Like, I never know if he's going to come home the next day. Hmm. So, and I say the next day, cause I worked a lot of nights. Hmm. Um, and so yeah, that was a reality. Hmm. Um I'm I may not come home. I've been to too many funerals where my uh friends uh, in the profession didn't Well, that it's was it's one.
1: a beautiful thing and just a how much we appreciate our law enforcement. Amen. And Amen. You know, there, was, there was recently something that happened not too far from my house where there was a Yeah. a robbery and shootings and we were we were asked to shelter in place. Yep. And you're just like, "Man, when you get that notice at all clear, you just thank God for the police officers that yep. That risked their life trying to find this person that who knows what they would have done. Right. And so just, again, all these crazy situations, but, but seeing that Nashville footage and seeing those studs, it was just like, Mm -hmm. praise God for, for men like that. And I hope that if I'm ever, ever in any kind of a situation that Lord willing is not that dramatic, I will still have the, the same courage. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. No. And I love that we're, we're highlighting the officers and it's, it's officer Rex Engelbert and officer Michael Colazzo are the men that we really want to hold up. And we don't want to make too much of an emphasis on this, you know, this instance, this horrible tragedy in Nashville, but have that be a launching point Mm -hmm. for our conversation. But I do think it's important to note that most of the time, you know, 99.9% of the footage on body cam footages is good footage. Yeah. The stuff that makes the headlines is typically not great footage. Mm. Okay. this we did get to see men be heroes mm-hmm. and i think that that there's something inside to to the point earlier there's something inside of the masculine heart that desires the ability to make that gift of self in that moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but as we before we hit record we were talking about that d- doesn't happen in a vacuum. Those men don't hit the school totally ready to step into that situation to make that sacrifice of themselves without lots of training yep. and discipline right. and teamwork. And I think that's, you know, in order to get to that point, we have to focus on becoming the kind of man who could do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so exactly. Deacon, how, yeah. how do we grow in the virtue of courage? How can we as men grow in this this important virtue?
2: You know, it, it, it comes down into even the smaller things. Would you be a man who would stand up for your wife, your girlfriend, uh, if you're not married for your daughter, for your son, who's being bullied and actually step up to and make this something positive. Meanwhile, you know, a real life situation bumping into somebody at the grocery store and some dude just starting to lay into your wife because now this didn't happen to me, but I responded to it uh, to lay into your wife verbally. Oh, so this
1: is a real life situation. Yeah. that happened. And
2: yeah. ultimately the husband said, Hey, it, you don't get to talk to my wife that way. Yeah. Like she said, she was sorry, let it go and ended up getting punched in the face. Okay. Uh, are you a man that's willing to step up and mm-hmm. just be that kind of Protector, mm. in in frankly, uh, at least from my experience, a, a relatively mundane kind of thing. Mm. Um, now, yes, a lot of people be like, "Oh man, that's that's like a big deal." Um, well, from my world, no, that's that's, that's not quite that big deal. of a deal. Yeah. But in that in that very instance, um, are we willing to? engage in those conversations that are difficult like when it comes to faith Hmm. and just be willing to have somebody maybe even yell at you you know i was joking with my daughters you know geez you're why are you yelling at me you're all in caps um (laughs) you know like i joke but like some people like get offended by that you know wow that that's nothing compared to (laughs) to the real life so deacon i want to talk
0: brock talked about the virtue of courage and Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. of times we think or maybe movies tell us that courage is the absence of fear Mm -hmm. and and i don't think that's true i it's it's maybe being afraid and doing it anyways exactly what what can you help us understand courage that that we don't have to be perfect we don't have to be unafraid to approach challenges in our life
2: i think to ignore or try to imagine that there's no fear then that would be easy it would make anything easy but it's because of the presence of fear, because you have some sense of uh, there, there might be something even as simple as you might lose a little bit of pride is what brings our fear. Uh, and then you start building up to, you know, s- self-preservation, preservation of others. Um, that's where the fear starts to really come in. But are we willing to push through that? Uh, I don't know how many times it is, but in the in the Bible, how many times? Do not be afraid, be not mm-hmm.
3: afraid. Yeah.
2: And uh, when we know that we're doing something good, being afraid is part of it. But then stepping through that and pushing beyond it, knowing that something good will come out and knowing that if something is not done, likely something worse will happen.
1: I, I've told this story. It was a while ago on the podcast, but there was a night, my kids were all in bed. And my oldest is probably two, three, four years ago. She said that she heard someone scratch on her bedroom window, uh-huh, something uh-huh. like that. And my wife had heard that and she says, can you go look? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to look out the window and either stare at some guy looking at me, which would be pretty awkward <laughs> and also horrifying, or I'm going to see nothing. And then great. He's hiding mm-hmm, or there was mm-hmm. nothing in the first place. So I go, there's nothing, there's nothing out the window. My daughter's convinced. So I say, okay, fine. I'll go look outside. Now, in that moment, there is some fear because maybe there is someone. I've a, you know, I've a decent-sized yard. There's places to hide. Mm-hmm. Don't find me, or I will find you. But in that moment, my point is, I still had to face fear and and do it. And we talk about the little moments in our life where mm-hmm. we're gonna mm-hmm. experience some fear. And for young guys, we might want to avoid all of those experiences. And you can do so much avoiding in life right now because you can live behind a screen. Yep. And yeah. there's no yeah. fear behind a screen. You can do anything. You yeah, can what, what, swipe really, what and, and, fear
2: do you have in a video game? Exactly. Right. A right. Video right. game
1: or an up, a social media app, whatever. The only fear is I'm not going to get enough likes. But, but for us men, it's, it's important to maybe find opportunities where you might fear a little, feel a little fear. Absolutely. And yet act. Anyways, mm-hmm, as long as mm-hmm, there's prudent, mm-hmm. it's appropriate, right? I'm not saying be stupid or anything, but, but if it's, if it's asked the girl out, even if you're not sure, it's okay. You know, if, yeah. if, if it's walking outside at night to escort a woman in an area that, that isn't super safe, maybe you have to do that. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are fond of what I'm putting down, but mm-hmm. um, those moments are so good for us because that is how you develop yeah. courage. It's facing the fear.
2: Also, not only do you develop that uh, sense of, I guess, small training and those small things, but what you also did uh, was instill in your daughter a, a desire to have a man. Like, she doesn't know it now. But when she grows up, she's going to want a man who will be like her
3: dad. Who would so go outside she, and she check.
1: Actually, yeah, after I left, she said to mom, she's like, wow, dads are brave. <laughs> like, that's just a beautiful thing, to your point, yeah. like, that she can yeah. can see that's what a man's supposed to do. Yep. And
3: I'd be willing to bet that every man listening... To this podcast whether you be a a future natural father future spiritual father current father you crave hearing your son or daughter say that about Mm. you like dad's brave dad's got my back Mm -hmm. dad's gonna do whatever it takes like we we you know that we have this desire in our heart to make that gift of self Mm -hmm. because that's something we all hear and think gosh i hope i hope my kid one day says something like that so i want to
0: take this a, a little deeper here as we continue to talk about this uh seriously awesome topic of, of running into danger and we've talked about saints in the past Franz Jägerstatter and other mm-hmm. saints who have been willing to live up for truth to the point of death you know, by guillotine yeah. or whatever it is. I, w- I would love to die a saint someday. I think that would be awesome as as sorry, a martyr. I would That would be epic, you know? Um, but then at the same time, I pair that with one of our last podcasts that actually was very popular among the guys was The Advice of Our Wives. Maybe uh, they yeah. should just do this podcast. I'm not sure <laughs> if it would be more popular. <laughs> but that was like the second most popular episode was
3: Advice Yeah, from our, our Wives. wives. Our <laughs> wives caught Father Mike Schmitz, which yeah. surprised all of us. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But my wife's uh, number one was constant death to self. And when I pair those two things together and running into danger, I think, how can I die to self every day on a regular basis so that when that big moment comes, I can die to self and die for Christ, that I can run into danger in that moment, that when the moment comes, I've got the courage. I've gone through the training like these officers did, that I can run into danger and be a martyr. Because of all the times I died to self each Mm -hmm. and every day. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, that just strikes me. Because if I don't do that now, when that moment comes, I'm going to run the other way. I'm going to let fear take control. I'm going to run the other way. But if I can practice that now, if I can die to myself, die to my desires and and fleshly wants and cravings, if I can do that now, when that
3: moment comes, I will run into danger. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good, Steve. I think So, again, I think we all have this this big desire and to put what you are getting at maybe in one sentence would be, how can I take responsibility for the, for those that are around me and how can I flex the habit or how can I flex that muscle of making a gift of myself uh, Uh Mm -hmm. standing up for the truth? I think would be the Mm -hmm. best way to put it. Mm -hmm. And how, how can we grow in this? Well, I think think, Many of those examples we have, whether we're, it's in the locker room or with our buddies, standing up for the truth. Mm-hmm. It's it's very clear yep. for us when it's yep. a life or death situation. Yep. What about when it's a dirty joke? Mm-hmm. Are you going right. to stand up and say, hey, that's off yeah, color? That's the same muscle yep. that these police officers yep. flex. Totally. And I think for us to realize that we have the opportunity, we are faced with opportunities to choose virtue for standing up what's right for what's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have to do it in prudence. You know, we're, we're, We don't want to be jerks about it, but we need to stand up for what's right. And that's the muscle that we need to cultivate. Mm-hmm.
1: I have a neighbor, a couple houses down. They they re- moved in recently, and since they moved in, they have an "I Stand with Planned Parenthood" sign right by their front door. Kind of to that point, I have to figure out: Do I knock on their door and just ask them about it? Do I put up a sign that says something to the opposite? Mm-hmm. So there is a, there is a sense of prudential judgment involved, right? And that's sometimes not always crystal clear, but it's worth thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know, even even if there is a more dramatic situation, like there is a shooting. In whatever office we work in or school or at, or mall we shop in, like, do I, if I'm armed, do I run towards that? Or do I actually realize that I'm not trained in this moment right now and I I shouldn't run Mm -hmm. into that? And, you know, that, who knows what the right answer is. I don't know, Deacon, if you have some thoughts on, on, it's not always that we need to run to the gunfire. It might be that Most we actually need to don't. stay home yeah, right? yeah. Uh, or stay away. Excuse me. Uh, Cause we have a wife and kids, for example, or. being
2: ready and being aware is I think the, the two things that uh, everybody should be running through your head. At least that's what goes through mine. Yeah. I've got different experience, different training. So I look at the world differently. But when it comes down to it, one not every man feels called to be armed and, you know, carry concealed that kind of thing. But every man I would hope is and if you haven't thought about it to begin to think about it, and if if you're in a, a group of guys to bring up this conversation so that people do start to start to think about it. What would I do? What would I do? What's the right thing in this situation? And say would i simply put my my body over my kiddos and run for the door that's still putting yourself between yeah. the the bad guy or the bad guys uh and and bringing these people to safety are you, are you just willing to do that uh some people would say oh well you ran uh, okay sure at the same time you still put yourself between the danger um so paying attention to those things. You know, where is the exit and what's going on? And if somebody's starting to uh, yell in the store, are you going to just blindly continue on shopping, which just, you know, so many people do. They're so into themselves. They got their earbuds in and just thinking about their own world Mm. Um, and not paying attention to those that we are responsible for.
1: Can I jump on that for a second? Because uh, Father Brendan Rowling, love you. He would do a little Bible study with creation and talk about Adam and Eve. And he would take that to a certain point where he says, look, for, for men, oftentimes your spouse might ask you, what are you thinking? And the guy's response is, I have no- nothing.
2: Nothing, yeah.
1: Because what he's actually doing, Father Brendan would say, he's, he's busy calculating the odds. So if he's driving, he's actually looking at the car that swerved a little bit in front of him and paying attention to that to know what to do. He's, he's mm-hmm. trying to be mm-hmm. aware. That's really cool. And I think for yeah. us as men, that's we might not always be doing that. But I think there is something in us where we should be attentive. I think that is a brilliant, spectacular point. Yeah. If you hear something a little out of the ordinary, your, your radar should go up Mm -hmm. and your defense mechanism in a sense should be up. Not because you're going to go fight the guy, but because you need to actually look, do I, are my kids with me? How do I need to protect them? What's my responsibility in this moment? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's going to look different for many guys, but if we're not aware and ready to respond appropriately, again, I'm not saying you run towards the issue, but you do need to respond. Yeah. Yeah, And so I think, but being aware and attentive and not consumed with yourself is such a spectacularly yep. poignant point.
2: You know, in addition to that, it's on the spiritual side. Um, it, it goes to who, who's with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Steve, when you're talking about, you know, I'd love to die a mart- martyr in my brain. I'm like, put me in coach. Let's do this. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm, I'm called for uh called to martyrdom, but uh, frankly, I'm just like, come on. Okay, put me in. Let's yeah. do this, right? Yeah. Um,
0: but and, and I would love that too, Deacon. But I, I got to go back to my point that I've got to train for that in the same way that these yes.
2: officers trained for that shooting right. that day. And so that goes to the spiritual aspect. Yeah. Who's with me? Yeah. Um, are the saints and angels? Are we? Are we praying to our guardian angels? Mm. Are we praying to Saint Michael? Yep. Are we, who are the saints that that we are drawn to? Which I would even say we might be drawn to them, but that's because by the Holy spirit, they're working with the Holy spirit to draw us to them. And so looking at those charisms and finding out what matters in, in, Mm -hmm. in, in right now. So how that, how can I be a martyr, you know, at least a white martyr.
1: So I recently had my eight year old son, he's not loving math. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's, (laughs) he thinks he's too slow at it, whatever. He's, he's great. He has no problem, but he's, He's gotten a habit recently of saying, "I can't do it," mm. and my challenge to him was, "I don't want to hear you say I can't do it. I want you to hear you say it's hard, because I want you to understand that even if it's hard, that doesn't mean that you can't do it. That's right. And it's okay right. to acknowledge that something's hard. Yep. And I think for us as men, it's it's a similar idea of of you know this is hard, um, but we can grow. We can be stretched. We can get to the point where where we can be we can be great. Yeah. By the yeah. grace of God." And so I think for all of us guys, it's just, don't be afraid of something that's hard. Let's, let's lean into that. Maybe, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on that, but
3: the only other practical I wanted to share kind of jumping off of Deacon, what you were sharing about who's, who's on your team is just the, yeah. How important it is to have brothers who you're doing this life thing with on the spiritual side and on the natural side, physical side, we see that in what happened in Nashville, you know, Mm -hmm. that very coordinated, trained, multifaceted response by guys that are working together and. Um, and so I think that's you know level one on a spiritual sense would be, are we praying for the spiritual protection of our wives, our kids, right. our future yeah. wives, our future kids? Uh, and if you're doing that, when's the last time you prayed for the spiritual protection of your buddy's family and mm-hmm. to to that's really right. kind of join the battle there? And hey, I'm Amen. praying for you know tonight for the is for the priests. Like I think that's a that's a would kind of be the level two of now I'm not just praying for my family but the brothers who I'm, I'm doing this life thing with. So that was a practical i wanted to share. Yeah. Deacon, thanks so much for being here. You're welcome.
0: Again, kind of a heavy somber topic, but a real one that we are mm. called to run into danger and and i think before that we're called to prepare for it so mm. that that when that day comes Amen. we are ready. Yeah. I want to just give a huge uh, thanks and praise and shout out to our all of our law enforcement Amen. And, uh, Amen. officers out there, men mm-hmm. and women who every day are protecting us. There was a fire near my house, a wildfire this past weekend to the mm. point that I had to evacuate and my neighbor's a firefighter and went and fought that. And when I got to see him just yesterday in the car, I got to look in his eyes and be like, thanks man. Yeah. Like, yeah. thanks. Like you're awesome. Mm. And so to, to every, anyone listening who has been or is, uh, a, uh, I don't know. Connected a lot, to first responders. Law and fore, and first responder, all of them. Yeah. You guys are awesome. And uh, thanks to you and, and praying for you guys today. That's it for the Man Catholic Podcast. We'll catch you next time. God bless.